femme fatale natalie is your true crime addict connoisseur i'm gonna make it into a song <laughs> you, yes you're <laughs> That's supposed our theme song. to <laughs> okay all right good uh well we're just two girls who if being awesome was a crime we would be serving two life sentences yes we would we would also be obsessing about dark crimes evil minds and occasionally the unknown and what an unknown we're gonna be talking about today uh-huh so here's your disclaimer. The following crime chat contains adult content, descriptions of potentially violent, probably super weird or paranormal today. Your listener discretion is advised. Yes, you have been warned. I have been bringing the weird lately. Yes. Okay. But that's okay. We needed a break from Pee Wee Gaskins. Yes. So. Yes, we did. Yes. <laughs> it's okay. Although I have, um, I was thinking about your so you did a background on sleep and the, mm-hmm. the effects in the beginning of yeah, the, yeah. the Russian sleep study or experiment yeah and I realized that it's all true everything those people were suffering from is exactly what you said in the beginning well and I got to thinking about it too once I listened to it again mm-hmm how if you cut your sleep in half you feel less pain and they were like cutting at themselves and like ripping their intestines out and everything but that's because they were awake so what if they just didn't feel it yeah gosh that's creepy oh my god so (laughs) so so what have you done this week have you have you done anything exciting no not really just recorded a couple days ago but it's Uh been pretty pretty chill pretty relaxed i'm still watching reacher my husband's schedule has been kind of crazy too. So usually when he's at work, I do all this other stuff uh-huh. and I've been doing a lot of, a lot of editing and videoing and we've got a lot of cool stuff coming up. We've got some merch that's on the way too. Yeah. Oh, speaking of. Mm-hmm. All right. Chatters. Take a look at this. Do you see that? Yes. Yes. Pretty. So what are we going to do? These are eyeshadow palettes and each one inside is based on a crime. So this is a crime eyeshadow palette. It's called Crime Scene from Makeup a Murderer. I love it. Yeah, I know. Trace Evidence. It's called Trace Evidence. <laughs> <laughs> that is the coolest. I think what we should do is uh, this is going to be our prize for any chatters that subscribe to our Patreon. Oh, and speaking of, we've got a couple more chatters we need to shout out to. So we yes. want to say thank you to Stephanie. Mm-hmm. And thank you to Josephine. You yes. guys are amazing for subscribing and supporting us on our Patreon. Yes. Thank you so much. Awesome. More chatters. Yay. <laughs> uh, what about you? Um, I have not done anything but clean. I have nothing exciting to report. I, I okay. really don't. I, honestly, if I'm not obsessing over dark crimes, I'm pretty boring. I was going to say, we've been pretty lame lately. I know, I know. <laughs> it's time to get this stuff picked up. <laughs> well, I, well, I went on a, a family trip and I, so, okay, Chatters, we recorded our bonus episode before we recorded this. Mm-hmm. So I'll try not to mix them up. But in that one, I did mention too, we went to go visit family in Arizona and my uh-huh. Aunt Becky is a big fan. She loves it. She brought out her Martha's crime or Martha's shard from 19 crimes. Mm-hmm. So I was so excited. It was great. <laughs> Hi, Becky. Oh, hello, Becky. And we gotta, we gotta do one on Martha 
and Snoop, which we're going to do an update on our 19 crimes. And just so you know, yes. the bonus footage that we just recorded was about three hours long. Yeah. Uh, we're only, not, we're not only available on Patreon. Only available on Patreon. <laughs> so that full episode, bonus episodes, there's yeah. only a few of them a year, mm. are only available in full on Patreon. Yes. And yes. I swear we started that episode totally sober. <laughs> yeah, and end it that way <laughs> yeah so you guys this is this episode is going to come out before that bonus episode so you'll have time to see what the mess is all about <laughs> um so we'll we'll have our 19 crimes one coming up with martha uh-huh. and snoop that's also going to be a bonus episode and i think we have that scheduled for july yes i can't wait Yay! that's going to be so much fun oh my god uh, that is not a legend, although they are legendary, but mm-hmm. we, what we're going to talk about today is a very popular urban legend. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm so excited to hear like kind of what you have to say and everything about it, but I'm going to start off talking a little bit about urban legends, kind of what they are, mm-hmm. um, mention a couple of common ones that you probably are well aware of. So AmericanFolklore.net says urban legends are usually told dramatically as if they are true stories that have happened to real people at Mm -hmm. real times, although they could be fictional. There's also that, you know, that's wiggle room for a factual story, maybe Mm -hmm. a little bit exaggerated. Uh Urban legends often carry a warning or have some sort of significance that kind of motivates the community in preserving or propagating it. So sometimes it has like a, a hometown tie or something like that. Now, from Snopes.com, it says urban legends are best described as cautionary or moralistic tales passed along by those who believe or claim that incidents befelled either folks they knew or mm-hmm. acquaintances or friends or family members. Mm-hmm. I'll get into that a little bit, too. And then under Wikipedia, it explains that urban legends are a genre of folklore that includes stories demonstra- demonstrated as true with either horrific or humorous elements. I think we're probably going to get a little on the horrific side today, but I've got a couple funnies I'm going to talk about too. Okay. The term, quote, urban legend was used by a man named Richard Dorson who made it its fr- in the first print appearance in 1968. I would have thought that urban legends would have been like well before that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Another man named Jan Harold Brunvand probably not saying that right, but that's okay. A professor at University of Utah used a collection of legends to make two points. He like put this a story of urban legends together. First, that mm-hmm. legends do not always occur in traditional societies, basically like a fairyland, if you're thinking like Grimm. Grimm brothers, yeah. Brothers, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then two, that you can learn about modern, modern culture and its folklore by telling these stories. Like you can actually kind of learn a little bit more about it. Mm-hmm. So in telling stories, in the storytelling of these urban legends, it often adds some sort of personalization or famili- familiarity mm-hmm. by including that this happened to a friend or like a friend of a friend or I knew somebody once who blah, blah, blah. Right. It's like playing, playing uh, what's that game? Uh, phone? Telephone. Telephone. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And this is in order just to like enhance the impact on the actual narrative itself. And it makes them somewhat believable because it, it's kind of more believable fic. I know somebody who knows somebody that this happened to, uh-huh. right? So it seems like it's true. Uh-huh. And especially with ever-present internet, web, uh-huh. social media, these stories like will blast out. And there's also many jokes that are out there that can be taken as true events. And 
we kind of have a story about this from our Facebook group on the squad, the suspicious squad. Mm-hmm. There was a post that we've seen it before and it causes such stirring and they're basically fake eyelashes. Like the folklore is saying that fake eyelashes were created as a, <laughs> we called them a cumbrella <laughs> to help <laughs> with blocking during oral things yeah. that may prevent it from going in your eye that is a folklore like that is hilarious it's hilarious like it's supposed <laughs> to be funny right yeah. so I, that's just an example of how jokes sometimes can be like mm-hmm. made into folklore too but people got really offended by it I, I mean know. and I can see that but you know it's it's funny it's like supposed to be a joke right yeah so the internet has made it such a viral sensation of folklore and it spreads like wildfire but also there it's a, a quick means to debunk the stories as well and there are a few different genres, as well as the urban legends. There, so there's crime, a crime type of genre of urban legend, wherein there's criminal incidents that have been exaggerated, and then like media picks up on it. And we uh-huh. all know what happens then when the media picks up on it. Twenty-four hour news cycle. Yeah, you know we're literally sitting outside of a building with a camera on a, you know, on the door waiting uh-huh. for somebody to come out for hours on end. Oh yeah. my gosh. Okay, and then in medicine. There's claims such as eating a watermelon seed makes a watermelon grow in your stomach. I I heard that before. I I was told that as a child. Oh, really? (laughs) And it scared me to pieces. Oh, my gosh. The internet, of course, as we talked about, but there's also some urban legends that go along with that, such as chain letters or fake virus alerts that warns people that there's this non-existent threat that's on their computer, but those uh-huh. are often confused with actual viruses, like those pop-ups and stuff that happen. And then lastly, the, the last genre is paranormal urban legends. These are usually involving interaction with something supernatural, such as Bigfoot or Mothman, uh-huh. of which we beg for more evidence, but they have believers from the start. Other legends include Annabelle, the Raggedy Ann doll who was housed in the Museum of Paranormal Investigators, Ed and Lorraine Warren. Area 51 is also um, an urban legend. Spoiler alert, we talk about that in the bonus episode. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, The Chupacabra, a legendary creature who had its first sightings in Puerto Rico. Mm -hmm. It would suck on the blood of goats and like other livestock and stuff. Homie the Clown was an urban legend in Chicago based on a serial killer who originated in 1991 in the Chicago area. I didn't know that. I've never heard of him. We may need to look at Homie the Clown. The only thing I can think of is one of the Wine and Brothers who dressed up and he was like, Homie the Clown. He's like, Homie, don't play that. You don't remember? Oh, yes, I know. I know. It's from Living Color. Yeah, in living color. Okay, in yes. living oh. color. <laughs> uh, Jennifer Lopez was a dancer on In Living Color. She was. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Krampus. Christmas, right? The bad uh-huh. Santa. Uh-huh. He was known as the Christmas devil who would scare misbehaving children. Like you get coal in your socket. Did you ever watch that movie? Uh-huh. Oh my gosh. It's scary. I really liked it. I liked it. Me too. Because I'm weird. <laughs> The children, oh, sorry, the children, the Richmond vampire. It was a recent urban legend based on the death of a man named Benjamin Mosby. We may want to look at that one. Okay. Uh, then there's also the spider bite, wherein a woman was bit on the cheek from a spider. It swole into a blister, and then when it popped, hundreds of baby spiders crawled out her cheek. 
There's a scene in a movie with that. What movie is that? Oh my wow. God. There's a scene with that gr- with that situation happening. It's in a school and the girl, like she's a cheerleader and she, oh, what movie was that? Oh. Oh God. I don't know. All right. That sounds crazy. Yeah. That sounds creepy. <laughs> oh, um, and it reminds me, so we have a lot of wolf spiders around here and uh-huh. they're, they're not poisonous, but they get like really big and they're ugly as I'll get out. And they're fast as lightning. And they're fast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we had one that was kind of at the back door and I went to let the dogs out. Uh-huh. And I was like, why is this one all fuzzy? And it wasn't like super big or anything. That mug had babies on it. Like I went, to, I went to like hit Ew. it with like my flip flop. Like I hit it and then all these spiders go. Right. And I'm like, oh my just, God. Just oh my God. Burn the house down. Yes. Relo- relocate. <laughs> Don't even go back. <laughs> okay, moving on from spiders. Oh, they're so creepy. Okay. Um, the aerial water bomber. Picking up a scuba diver is an urban legend about a water bomber or a helicopter with a dangling water bucket that scooped up a scuba diver uh-huh. and dumped them on a wildfire site. This legend was used as a plot device in the Barney's version, a, f- a film called the Barney's version. I don't know that familiar, but it was disproved by both Snopes and Mythbusters. Uh-huh. So it is considered an urban legend. So these are just a couple of examples, um, as kind of I mentioned, but they're also used for marketing purposes. So Sasquatch from Jack Links, the jer- beef jerky guy, mm-hmm. the, that's all you can see is like the Bigfoot um, and he's on all the like beef jerky yes. <laughs> packaging and everything. Yeah. Already newspaper weekend section published an illustrated quote, urban myths column by mm-hmm. Phil Healy and Rick Anvil with content taken from a series of four books, urban myths, the return of urban myths. Urban Myths Unplugged, and now that's what I call an urban myth. The 1994 comics anthology, The Big Book of Urban Legends, written by Robert Boyd, and then John Harold Bouvand, Robert Lauren Fleming, included 200 different urban legends, and they were displayed actually as comics. So these are just some additional like marketing things that have happened with the with urban legends. Uh-huh. And then also, also there was a British writer, Tony Barrell, who explored urban legends in a long-running column on the Sunday Times. These included the story that Orson Welles began working on the Batman movie in the 1940s, which was featuring James Cagney as the Riddler and Marlene Dietrich as Catwoman. Ooh, okay. The persistent rumor that the rock singer Courtney Love is the granddaughter of Marlon Brando. And then the idea that a famous 1970s poster of the beautiful Farrah Fawcett contains subliminal sexual messages concealed in the actress's hair. (laughs) So urban legends have passed through the years, some with minor changes or variations, depending on the stories, how they're told, that kind of thing. Uh But they do continue to be told with some variant. And whether you believe them or not, that's up to you, chatters. But for now, I am ready to hear all about the Mothman. Are you? Yes, (laughs) I am. (laughs) have you ever seen um buzzfeed unsolved they have two series they've got a true crime series and then they've Mm -hmm. got the supernatural series well one of the supernatural series the hosts shane maday and ryan baguera did the mothman oh they did they did yeah it was really good i love their series i'm so sad they ended i know they have really there's a couple of situations where they picked up on some real stuff yes exactly exactly yeah um, and then our girl, Bailey Sarian, also did Mothman. She and did. the Murder Mystery Makeup Monday, yep. That's right, she did. Yep. Oh, my God. Okay, well, today's story is about America's most famous mysterious legend, the Mothman. Oh. 
So now this is described as a humanoid creature with massive wings and glowing red eyes. That's pretty scary. Mm. Um, we all remember the movie, The Mothman Prophecy, Prophecy The Mothman mm -hmm. Prophecies, mm -hmm. where Point Pleasant didn't only have sightings of a strange bird-like creature running around, but they also had hot-ass Richard Gere. Mm run around he's like sean connor you get better with age he does like fine wine fine wine yes <laughs> <laughs> so the entity known as the mothman originates in an area around point pleasant west virginia have you ever been to point pleasant i have not but no. i have i have um some friends that live in west virginia that mm -hmm. i've been begging to go visit like they've been there for like five years and i still haven't gone to visit but oh you got to go I know okay. it's beautiful I'm, up there. I'm sure they have like a Mothman tour or something. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. It's like yeah. Roswell. Yeah. 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 And uh, so and they live on like five acres surrounded by woods and everything like that. So I'm uh -huh. sure they get all kinds of spookiness. Oh, yeah. So now the Mothman is a strange and unexplained occurrence that would end in tragedy if for the local community of West Virginia. In 1966, the town of Point Pleasant had a population of 6,000 people. And over a hundred of them witnessed to have seen this creature. Oh yeah. So that's that's a lot. If you think about just six thousand people, that's that's quite a few people. Now, so, yeah, I was trying to I was trying to do quick math, but it's not coming very quickly. Go ahead. So quick math. So if you had okay, a thousand, so far, that would yeah. be a, that. So if you had a thousand people, a hundred witnesses, that would be ten percent. Mm -hmm. Fifty. So maybe I don't know. I'm, I'm <laughs> don't ask me to do math. No. I don't know. Five, one, two, three, five. I don't know. It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. The first sightings of the Mothman occurred when Steve and Mary Millette, along with their friends Roger and Linda Scarberry, were driving down Route 62 uh, when they came face to face with a seven foot tall creature with big glowing red eyes and a 10 foot wingspan standing in the road. Mm. Uh, they swerved their car to get out of the way so they wouldn't hit what was ever in front of them. Right. And while they're driving down the road, seconds later, this huge flying uh, mothman or whatever it was, was flying alongside their car. They drove about, they got to about a hundred miles an hour and the creature kept up with them. So mm. it was kind of like just flying right next next to them and they could see right. they, were, they, were, they were all looking to the side and they were like it's still here it's still there uh they ended up getting off to the next exit into town uh, they pulled over and they thought they lost it seconds later the creature landed right in front of their car mm. looked at them they looked at it then they just put that sucker in reverse and got the hell out of there and immediately ran to the sheriff's office where, because the town that they were in, they just went straight to the sheriff's office. Now, did it, it have like the glowing red eyes and was it making that screeching sound and everything? Uh, well, it's not the screeching sound that comes in okay. later, but okay. the, at this point they can just see, and it wasn't like right in front of their car. It must've been maybe a couple of yards away. Mm -hmm. um, but from their description, the sucker was pretty big. Mm. Now, foot wingspan, that's pretty big. Yes. So now the sheriff ended up going back with them where they saw the creature last. And mm -hmm. they noticed that there was a pile of dirt where the creature landed. 
Oh. Uh, yeah. So now the next day, the point, the Point Pleasant newspaper ran a story and the headline says, couple see man-sized bird creature. The article also <laughs> encouraged others to come forward with their own stories, of course. Of course. Uh, many other eyewitnesses started saying that, yeah, they saw something in the neighborhood. They saw something in the air, but they were afraid to come forward because they didn't want to be ridiculed. And I get mm. that. Sure. You know, people are judgy. Yeah, people Very are. Very judgy. Super judge. Also, a local, uh, a group of local grave diggers. Okay, so I'm assuming, okay, for some reason, when I hear the word grave digger, I'm thinking of illegal activity, but it's yeah. not. They, it, they're not. They literally dig holes, the holes for yeah. the caskets to go right. into. Yeah. Uh, I'm thinking grave robber. Yes, yes. Okay, <laughs> okay so these gentlemen. Uh, yeah. So these gentlemen told the newspaper <laughs> that uh, they also encountered some type of half man, half moth creature and stated that it was flying through the trees while they were at the grave site. Mm. More reports continue to come in over the next year. One witness, <clears throat> one witness stated that while he was at home with his family, he heard strange noises. So to the screeching, this was the first time the screeching okay. was heard. Okay. He said it sounded like loud screeching. And when he looked out the window, he saw big glowing red eyes, and, but mm -hmm. it was coming from the end of his property. Property. So this thing must've been pretty big for him to be seeing this. I mean, it, it, it's not like it was right standing outside the window. Like, so like on the wood line or something. Yeah. And it was in the yeah. dark. Yeah. Yeah. So he walked outside to take a closer look. His German shepherd ran out towards the dark figure and the witness got so bugged out that he ran back in his home and locked his door. Left his doggy outside. Aw, pooch. I know. He locked his door in the morning and he went to bed. He left his oh. dog outside and went to bed. Go uh, get him, Fido. I seriously. So the next day when he went out to look for his poor dog, dog was gone. Sure. Never found him again. I mean, they've got survival skills, so yeah. they gotta go find food or whatever. Oh, I don't know. So food. I know, I know. But the witness also said that this time he was overcome with a sense of dread. So now you're gonna start hearing this. So it's a common thing that a lot of a lot of the reports come, a lot of the witnesses come forward stating that the okay. way they felt in the moment when they saw this creature. This dread. This dread. Um, he felt, well, he described it as, I felt like this doom of, of maybe, or this tragic doom, this, this mm -hmm. overwhelming sense of just horribleness and dread. I, okay. I don't know, like maybe like a premonition or something. Maybe. Uh, some skeptics said that the Mothman was nothing more than a Sandhill crane. Mm. Now, Sandhill cranes do have seven foot wingspans. They're big enough. And they also have red feathers that are around their eyes. So okay. does, I wouldn't, not the red feathers, but the great horned owl. Mm -hmm. you familiar with that? No. So the great horned owl is like, uh, it, uh, this poor owl. It was, uh, there's a theory about this owl in The Staircase. You ever hear of the movie, the story, The Staircase with um, the guy, his wife fell down the staircase and, it's on Netflix. You got, you got to look it up. Oh, that's, um, Michael. What's his name? Peterson. Peterson. Yes. yes. Kathleen Peterson. Mm -hmm. Yes. So yeah. now there, there's a theory that, 
a, uh, this one of these great horned owls attacked her, flew into the house and attacked her because oh, they, they are right now. Sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, when you see it, it looks like. It looks like, yeah, looks like, a like they man. come, they come and get you, especially <laughs> with like the little, yeah, they're a little freaky looking. The side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now, and, I, I'm sorry, that was my phone. <laughs> okay. So now another witness, Mary, whose testimony was the par- premise of the movie, The Mothman Prophecies. Okay. She, she claimed to have this reoccurring dream. In her dreams, she saw water. She saw floating boxes, like presents, and then okay. she saw the number 46. Ooh. I know. I know. This is big in the movie. So we should have yeah. did like a, this, this will, honestly, I'm feeling like I should have, I should have wrote this story as the movie versus reality, because they did a good oh. job in that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. yeah. Um, on December 15th, 1967, Mary was leaving work. She got into her car and started to drive home, heading towards the Silver Bridge. She stated it was in the middle of rush hour. Traffic mm-hmm. was heavy due to the holiday shopping. And traffic lights over the bridge were, were malfunctioning at the time. So it would cause the cars to kind of build up, the traffic to build up. And people were sure. just stopped and waiting for the blinking. You know how when it's not working, it's like a blinking red or yeah. blinking yeah. yellow. Yeah. Uh, she stated that. She heard a loud noise, like a sonic boom, before witnessing the entire bridge collapse right in front of her. 50 cars plummeted into the icy cold Ohio River. Is this something, like, this actually happened? Yes. Okay. This is true. Yeah, this is. Horrified witnesses um, watched glaring beams of headlights disappear under the water as cars sank to the bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, a dozens of wrapped holiday gifts were f- coming out of the cars that were being submerged and floating mm-hmm. to the top, which kind of sounds like her dream mm. floating boxes. Yeah. 46 people died and two were never found. Oh my gosh. So how do you explain that? That crazy? Yeah. Okay. So is there a tie into this sonic boom to the Mothman? No. So the sonic boom is, I'll get into the bridge now. So the Silver Bridge was an I-bar suspension bridge built in 1928 over the Ohio River. The final investigation of the wreckage is what, why, and what caused the collapse points to a defect in a single I-bar in the frame. So the report shows that the bridge was not designed to carry the weight of rush Mm -hmm. hour. Mm -hmm. um, And it was also poorly maintained over the years. It oh, was re- a picture of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was replaced with a silver memorial bridge in 1969. So she heard that boom was mm-hmm. that eye bar just snapping. Or snapping. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I know. So ominous. Oh, now this doesn't explain why immediately after that bridge going down, the Mothman was never seen in Point Pleasant again. <gasps> I know. Right. Oh, okay. Uh, so now, Kat, another bridge collapsed. Uh, it That would be linked to the Mothman. In 2007, reports stated that, again, sightings of the Mothman were being seen around mm-hmm. the area shortly mm-hmm. before the collapse of the I-35 West Mississippi River Bridge in Minnesota. Oh. 
okay. I'll have pictures of these bridges on okay. Patreon. Um, in the eerie similar manner, the bridge buckled. So now there, there is a, a video of how, what this looks like before these bridges go down. It's mm -hmm. not like it just kind of, it's not like these bridges just fall. Right. There, there's movement in these, in these bridges. And right. some of them, I mean, it's pretty violent the way these bridges move. Mm -hmm. um, so now during the rush hour on August 1st, 2007, this bridge killed 13 people and injured 145 after the, after the collapse due to design failure. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. Now an eyewitness came forward to state that they had been seeing a large flying humanoid creature in the area for months prior to the collapse. Oh. But they remained silent because they didn't want to be ridiculed. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Uh, one survivor claimed to have seen the creature with large red, red eyes and a 10-foot wingspan while driving in the vicinity of the bridge moments before the tragedy. Oh, really? Yeah. So how do you, huh. how do you explain? You know, you know what drives me crazy with these stories is I want to know when that report came in. Was it before? Yeah. Or was it after? Like, yeah. That's, I don't know. And, and I can totally see people making up things like where uh -huh. I think I thought I think I thought I saw something <laughs> I think I thought I saw something exactly uh, and it might have been something that well you know and it, it also could do be from leading questions uh -huh. well did it have red eyes yeah it did. yeah it did right the the persuasion like it's yeah I don't know so all the all the witnesses also said that they had this sense of dread when they were seeing this big humanoid creature so well I mean to be honest if you see something like that I mean mm. you're gonna have some sort of something feeling yeah. like what is this right exactly yeah. yeah um so did you know that the mothman is not an American phenomena no I didn't uh -huh. it has been seen all over the world and there is a video of the mothman but is there <laughs> I am uh, at this point. Listen, you took away from me, little green men. I'm keeping this one, cat. <laughs> okay, so now okay. in 1978 in Germany, the Mothman was coined the Freiburg Shrieker. Mm. A group of miners who reported seeing this were walking to the entrance of where they worked inside, like the mouth of a mine. So there's a big mm -hmm. hole in the grounds. Mm -hmm. uh, they saw this tall man and it looked like the man had a trench coat standing in front of the entrance where they had to go blocking mm -hmm. their path. Mm -hmm. They stated that as they continued to walk, they realized this was not a man. And then the figure stood up, which was seven, about seven feet tall and then flew away. The mm. creature had bat like wings and started to let out the series of shrieks. Uh, according to the miners, it sounded like a, about 50 men screaming out. That's what the shriek sounded like. Now, the miners wow. ran away in fear, of course. Yes. At, an hour later, the miners uh, were, okay. <clears throat> an hour later, the mine was rocked by an explosion that caused it to collapse. And authorities at the time stated that if the miners were at, the miners, the workers were at their posts during the explosion, they would have all died. Oh, okay. Yeah. So the Freiburg Shrieker was accredited for saving their lives. So it's not necessarily a bad omen. 
Mm-hmm. But something you definitely run away from. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so now in April 19th. So like, so like basically he was, he could make, okay. In believing this was the thing. Uh-huh. The Freiburg Shrieker was sensing something was going to happen. So he's like, I'm going to go scare you. Right. Okay. That's what right. you're saying. Got the it. danger, danger. I'm stopping. Mm-hmm. I'm preventing. So I guess, you know what? Well, when you see, when you're staring death in the face and you realize that you were that close, sometimes you think of that there are larger, bigger powers that are at play that are protecting you. I know a lot of people think that way. Mm-hmm. So, well, in also in April 1986, the Mothman popped up in Ukraine, Cat. Oh. Just before the char, char, Chernobyl, excuse me, just before the Chernobyl disaster. Okay. I didn't know that. Interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. In September uh, 2001, the Mothman was spotted in New York City days before the 9-11 attacks. Mm-hmm. In April 2009, it was reported that it was seen in Mexico just before the swine flu outbreak. I didn't know all this when I, I was, I know, I didn't realize he was all over and he's just like, you know, flying around to all these yeah. spots. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, the, oh. moth, mm-hmm, the Mothman was reported to be seen again right before the earthquake resulting in the tsunami off the coast of Japan in 2011. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So in 2011, an earthquake with a magnitude of 9.1, it's crazy mm-hmm. big, occurred mm-hmm. in the northwestern Pacific, Pacific Ocean, which had a very scary chain reaction. Mm-hmm. The Fukushima, Shimi? Fukushima, Fukushima nuclear plant disaster. <laughs> I know I just butchered <laughs> that word, but um, the tsunami caused the plant see- the the nuclear plant seawater pumps to fail, which mm-hmm. I remember watching this on TV. It was horrifying. Yeah, I remember it as well. Yeah. When they couldn't cool down those reactors, it was crazy. Yep. So just days before the tsunami, reports began to spread across the internet about Japan witnessing, you know, witnesses claiming to see the Mothman creature near or around the area of the Fukushima. Could you say that word again for me? <laughs> Fukushima. Fukushima plant. So he was seen around this plant days before it was reported by witnesses. Hmm. Now, one of the reports stated that they had some scientists that were outside testing instruments around the new field plant. A couple Mm -hmm. of the scientists heard loud shrieking sounds. Uh, They described these sounds almost like a missile. So I guess this sounds- Like a traveling missile? Like I would think so. Yeah. Like one flying through the air. So I don't know what a missile sounds like. I was going to say, not everybody knows what a missile sounds I like. I, I kind of do. Yeah. So I don't know what that, <laughs> what that could, I don't know. Um, so. Well, and the thing is too, is, a, okay, stupid fact. Uh, when missiles go, like they impact prior to hearing the sound because they actually fly faster okay. than the speed of sound. Okay. Well, some of them, not all of them, but it's interesting that they would hear it and not see anything. Because, yeah. So it sounded like a missile. And then when they went to investigate, a couple of scientists heard a loud shrieking sound that sounded similar to a missile. When Mm. they went over to investigate, uh, they spotted a large creature sitting on top of one of the nuclear power plants. So I guess one of those columns, what do you call them? The stacks? The nuclear stacks? Okay. 
uh, one of the witnesses st stated that he had large glowing red eyes and all of a sudden all the scientists had this overwhelming fear of dread that something was going wrong i don't creepy. know it is creepy i guess if you if you have a sighting of something like this mm -hmm. some shit's about to happen yeah like, I, stuff is gonna happen it's gonna go down i know or you know what i don't know necessarily if it's the mothman i think when you when you see something that is not normal you automatically mm -hmm. your brain starts to think like how do I, something's wrong here so like if yeah. something is not especially if you're a scientist and you're working at a plant mm -hmm. you need everything to stay the same every single day mm -hmm. you know like systems being just monotonous is kind of like being successful when things yeah. start going a little rough then you're like oh yeah. my god things are gonna go so right yeah exactly <laughs> So now one of the latest sightings was from Chicago. Did you know that Chicago has its own Mothman? I did not. They actually coin it Chicago Mothman. They, they refuse to think it's affiliated with West Virginia. Oh, they are Mothman. Chicago. <laughs> it's Chicago. <laughs> okay. Um, it may be Al Capone flying around. I don't know. <laughs> uh, so now in June 2018, a bartender was leaving work hearing this plane buzzing overhead. So when he looked up to see the plane, I guess that he was by an air, uh, some type of airfield where the plane was either landing or taking off, he noticed mm -hmm. that there was this black figure flying along with the plane really closely, but beneath it. So it was mm -hmm. just like, I don't know, like just like kind of drifting below the plane when it, the plane was coming in, which once again, okay, he's leaving a bar. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Can this be coincidence? It seems like when it comes to the Mothman, whatever it is, some type of tragedy does follow. Yeah. I think we yeah. agree with that. Yeah. Um, now, do you feel that it's the monster that we necessarily need to be afraid of or what the monster brings in some type of this scary, anonymous feeling of dread feeling that, that, what can come ahead of it so i think it's a warning a warning yeah i think so I'm, too i mean it's a he's trying to warn us before it's too late like hey yeah something's going wrong here now our ancestors believe that both angels and demons inhabited our world bringing prophecies of doom to those who wouldn't listen to their warnings mm -hmm. could these ancient stories of angels and demons be what originated the mothman sighting so think about it like mm -hmm. back before like back 2000 years ago when people were very superstitious and very you know could the mothman you know all these stories sure. of demons and angels could it have been a mothman did you ever see angels and demons movie i did yeah I think I it's an over, over, I think it's an, uh, a lot of these stories are the result of an overactive imagination. Like sensationalized too. Yeah. yeah. I think, I think it's, uh, look, there's a lot out there that we don't know we've yet to discover. I agree with that. Um, but I, I don't mean, know. I'm not sure, but I do have a video. Oh, I do have a video. I'm going to put it in the Patreon. Okay. And the video is of the Mothman flying over Japan while the tsunami is coming in. 
So you see like buildings going down and the water just coming in. And then you see this enormous black flying creature. Mm. Could it be Photoshopped? Maybe. Could it be Maybelline? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe it's know. Maybelline. <laughs> Maybe it's the Mothman. <laughs> oh, gosh. So that's my story. What do you think? Um, I think it's a good uh, prep for our UFOs that we're going to be talking about in the bonus episode. I mean, I love the fact that there's some of these theories out there that people are just kind of like, you know, either believe or, yeah. you know, know some, I'm sure we know somebody who knows somebody who's seen the Mothman, you know, it's one of those old like campfire side stories. Uh -huh. um, what was the TV show that was called Grim? Grim. Just Grim. Yeah. Uh -huh. I love that series because of all the mythical things that are in it and it yes. ties it into you know the Grimm brothers the stories and kind of how it all comes to life wouldn't that be something if if that was actually like real uh well I yeah I think Grimm I think the brothers Grimm they were telling story they were sensationalizing real stories like they yeah. were saying like so, like uh, somebody from the village would say I saw this creature it looks like a man but then you know they probably saw like maybe a moose, but. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, even like it, so it, even in that TV series, you had to, you know, either be a Grimm or mm -hmm. be another. I Magic. it's been, yeah. Magical thing. Yeah. I forget what they called them because it's been so long since I watched it, but you had to be like a creature or be a Grimm to be able to see the transformation mm -hmm. of other creatures. Mm -hmm. Otherwise like regular, you know, you and I, we wouldn't be able to see it if we're walking down the road. Right. And then all of a sudden, one of those, what's the one that had like all the corpse face? She was like the Hexen Beach. Hexen Beach. The Hexen Bit. No, wait, the Hexen Beach. Hexen Beast. What did I say? Beach. The Hexen Beast. Yeah. Hexen Beast. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, just if you can imagine like walking down the road and seeing something like that, mm -hmm. that would freak me out. Yeah. There's I'd a kind there's like, oh, it's, it's Halloween. <laughs> right, right. And then there's another one called um, Once Upon a Time. Oh, yeah. I didn't see that one either. That was about like, well, that was more like Disney related. It's like fairy tales. Fairy tales. But yeah. I mean, you know, fairy tales are rooted in. They have villains. They have villains. Always. There's yeah. always a message. And everything. Doesn't matter if it's an urban legend or Disney. There's always a message. There's something yes. to learn, a moral story in some way. Yes. Just be good people. Be good. Just or the be good people. Beasts will come after you with the Mothman. <laughs> Have good intentions. Right. You know, be that good Samaritan and just uh -huh. like, just be good people. Yeah. Don't murder. No. Uh -uh. <laughs> and maybe, care. and you know what, if you see a Mothman, you know what, say hi. Maybe he's just feeling like he's alienated. He doesn't feel like he's part of, you know. Maybe he's just misunderstood. He's misunderstood, right. He just, he, he desires so much to be part of humanity that right. he it cares so much that he warns us of these disasters that are coming. And imagine how many lives that he's saved. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's true. Well, the, the devil also was a spawn of God. So that was <laughs> oh at God. one at one point in time was God's favorite, but then got sentenced to hell. So <laughs> that would be a really good crime chat. Lucifer. 
Lucifer. Yes. That would be a really good, well, reality versus, versus the net, the show. Because yeah. Lucifer is also like a detective show. Oh, I love that show. Oh, it's yeah. a great show. Yes. Yes. Did you like, did you see the ending? Did you like how it ended? I didn't see the ending. <gasps> okay. You gotta watch it. Don't ending. tell me. Don't tell me. Okay. Don't tell me. Oh my God. Oh my God. I, I, it wasn't a bad ending. No. You know a lot of times when you have a series like that, that's so popular. Yeah. I think we talked about this before too, but like you get disappointed in the I ending know. where you're just like, oh, that's a letdown. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But mm. I think Lucifer was pretty good. Okay. Although I didn't mind Game of Thrones ending either. And I know that that was ridiculed. So. <laughs> what? No. <laughs> I, like, yeah, I mean, I didn't want Jon Snow to go to jail, but I mean, I'm glad that he killed. Sorry, spoiler alert. I'm glad that he killed the dragon queen. Yeah. Um, and all because of her, because of where she was going. Mm-hmm. And he didn't want to see that to happen to the seven kingdoms. And I love the fact that um stark aria well i mean i love the fact that aria killed the knight yes the only i think the only problem that i feel in game of thrones ending is the character arc on some of the real main players got mm-hmm. cut short so i'm like jamie lannister had probably yeah. the most epic arc from where he was in the beginning to yes. what he went through and it was cut short and i feel like Cersei but, was cut short. I feel like Daenerys and Cersei needed a, a more clear moment of okay. who wins this. And then and then maybe D- Danny can go into madness. But yeah. to just, I think of the horribleness that Cersei has brought us to for eight right? years. She's a yeah. bitch. I mean, yeah. she, I mean, I'm glad that she died in the way that she did. Yeah, but it's I just was, like. I was sad to see Jamie leave what he could have had to be with her yeah i i would have preferred if before danny went crazy that she flew to the red keep yeah before she burned everything down drogon reached and grabbed cersei from the window while she's drinking her wine uh-huh burned down the thing and then put cersei in the middle of the square and say listen boom there's your queen yeah. There's your queen. Oh my gosh. Now bat. Like, I don't know. Like, I feel like they could have went a little further with her death. Because mm-hmm. everybody okay. would have been understood. I mean, we, we you had billions of people that have been like, yeah, she deserved it. Yeah. Okay. So the character that played Cersei. I love uh, her. Yeah, she's great. She's her. been in a couple of different. She was in. Leah Henley. Leah Lena Henley. Henley. Mm-hmm. Lena Henley. Yep. She was in Pride, Prejudice, and Zombies, which I told you to watch. Mm-hmm. She um, was in 300. She was the wife. She was the badass. She was. Yeah. She, right. she is. She plays yes, a really good, strong woman. Like she's. She does. She does. She uh-huh. was also in. She was in The Purge. Like, the first one. She was oh, the first one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I love but her. Anyway. Yes. Yeah, so because <laughs> we don't want to leave all that. Because we don't want to leave okay. you hanging. Where it's please check out after that crime chat because you're gonna have all these videos and you know what you tell us if the Mothman exists. Hey, yes. if you have ever seen the Mothman, yes. I want to know. I Let us know. know. We yeah. we might have you on the crime chat. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So don't forget to follow us 
Crime Chat with Nat and Cat on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok. Don't uh-huh. stop. To see what's coming up, we put all our promo stuff on there so you can see what's kind of in the works. Yes, and don't forget, behind-the-scenes bloopers are also on the uh, Patreon. And limited time, sign up for Patreon, which is a dollar a month. Support the Chatter mission, and you will receive, as a thank you, the crime scene eyeshadow palette. I know we've got male chatters out there, so we'll have something else for you. (laughs) Or male chatters, just saying, if you have a lovely wife, there you go. Oh, there you go. We got you set. There you go. <laughs> so be sure to check out our next episode. Mm-hmm. It just may be a little spooky. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little quirky. Um, so we already talked about the bonus episode, but what we got coming up after that is Friday the 13th Crimes. Yeah, I that. We got to put that music back. <laughs>